you know, I, and it, it just comes back to kind of what we're talking about, you know, it's, it's this, this sense of love and, and, and looking at, you know, cause I initially, and I'll just kind of go back to the main point. Initially I was ready to come in and fight mm-hmm. and almost be accusatory, you know, and that was, uh, I knew better <laughs> and I'm yeah. glad I knew better, but I think that's what I felt the anxiety about because I think he felt it too. But I think what we we both perceived a fight. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Okay. We are beginning another episode of the show. Hey, so um, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about today. This is going to be a not-so-serious episode, and so we don't even know where it's going. But I want to start this by saying, those of you in New York who are supporting the podcast and you're listening, uh, we saw the numbers just skyrocket this last month. And New York, man, thanks, guys. Um, Someone obviously shared it or found it or something, so... If you're from New York and you're listening, I just want to say personally, and I'm sure Evan would say the same. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I mean, you know, this uh, this has been uh, an amazing experience for us, and um, we just thought we'd share these conversations because mostly we wanted to rem- be able to remember them and go back to them. That was how this all kind of came to be. But the fact that other people want to tune in and listen, and uh, you're here if you're if you're there or anywhere in the world, really, we appreciate you. But just New York. You guys are winning like massively. Like I don't know what happened, but New York is dominating the charts on our on our downloads and listens. So let me start by saying that Evan, you got anything to add? I was just gonna say I didn't realize we had had winners and 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 in our um, listening, but yeah, definitely we've got uh, big <laughs> listenership in in New in New York. Yo, what's New up? York. Uh, <laughs> also, USA is number one right now too. Yeah, as of New York. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thank you very much. So I'll just add to that, and we appreciate your listenership to to you out there and to uh, anywhere in the world that you're listening uh, to us. We appreciate it, and uh, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can continue to provide content that uh, either is provocative and engaging, or maybe you think you were a bunch of idiots, and that's why you tune in. You're like, listen to these <laughs> bozos. I can't get enough of how. <laughs> Yeah, these bozos. Uh, these bozos. Uh, who uses the word bozos anymore? Um, <laughs> anyhow, uh, so yeah, this is a uh, not-so-serious conversation. Maybe you have or have not tuned into one of these before, but yeah, sometimes we just decide to dive in to... Uh, we just start talking and, and see what happens, and, and we don't have any clear direction like we sort of normally do Uh for the conversation. So in, in many ways, these are kind of like how, uh, we end up finding the direction of a conversation is just through like a, a preamble. Um, but, uh, yeah, so let's, let's let it fly, man. Let's, let's see what, let's see what happens in this one. Yeah. You know, I, there's something I'll share immediately because I feel like who knows, it might have the nugget that we're going to run with. It might Mm -hmm. not, but it might. So I went to Jasper this weekend and it was incredible, incredible, amazing experience. And it was yes, a long it was weekend. A beautiful place. It's a beautiful oh, yeah. place. Long weekend, which totally I blanked on because 
uh, when you don't really work normal hours, you don't really realize when people have days off and stuff. And like when there are long weekends, they're just kind of, it's kind of this weird thing because really any weekend could be a long weekend for me. I'm not trying to brag. I'm just saying I don't really notice it, but we showed up. It was long weekend and we had a, a campsite in Jasper that we were prepared to go to and listen to this as we're pulling in, we look over on the hill and there's this massive fire and it's just billowing smoke. And it's like, it's pretty big. I mean, it's taking up a whole hillside pretty much. Yeah. And my friend's like, we're supposed to camp just up here. Turns out entirely evacuated. Can't go to that campsite. And it's a long weekend and everything's booked. Right. So we're driving in and, and, you know, Evan, you know, a little bit of the details. Uh, there was some fandangling and things I had to do to pull this together and make it work and get it done. So, you know, there was no turning back for me. I'm all in. I'm like, we're camping in the fire, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, we're doing this. Um, but my friend was like, okay, well, listen, um, let's just drive in and let's check these campsites. Maybe somebody canceled, you know, because there's a fire. I mean, who knows? Maybe there's a sh long shot. So we drive up and we end up, and she says, you know what? Everything works out. This is, this is the whole point. She goes, everything always works out for us. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, I know you're right, but sometimes it just doesn't feel like it. It's mm -hmm. like, and you get this anxiety, you get this fear, you get stuff come up. You're like, oh, I don't know. Like what's going to happen? You know, I put all this money into this trip. I booked off this, you know, time to do this and whatever. And you, and she flew in. Right. Um, but I'm like, yeah, you know what? That's true. It always is. It always does work out. And sure enough, the first night we drove over, we found someone had canceled. We got a spot. Then the next day, as we did our hiking, we did our adventure. Um, we, you know, we, we just, we decided let's just go, let's just do our hikes. Let's do our adventures. And we'll, we'll try the same strategy tomorrow night. See if, see if that works. It doesn't, we can't find a place for the life of us. It's just booked up everywhere. And so they're like, well, you could drive like a hundred kilometers over to Revelstoke, which is like BC, I'm in Alberta. And so it was like, you know what, what we could have gone towards the fire or we could have gone towards BC. And that's kind of the options. And I was like, you know what, let's go towards BC. So I went back to BC for the first time in eight months. And <laughs> we ended up finding this uh, free spot to camp in BC. And then, you know, uh, we did, we did that. And then we came back and we had another, we had a place, but we had a place booked. We figured out a place that night to book for the next night. So when we get, so we go back to Jasper, we do our hiking. It's amazing, incredible day. By the way, just I'll share some highlights just so you can understand. Um, climbed a mountain, um, got above tree line. Um, I stood next to a live grizzly bear and I was probably only about 12, maybe 15 feet away. Um, I uh, never seen a grizzly bear before. I had a moose walking next to me who was probably only about 10 feet away, just like massive antlers, you know, whatever. Like I, I never even saw a moose until we hit one in December and Christmas <laughs> just kind of grazed it. Um, but this nice. was like just walking right next to me, just this freaking giant moose. And so, you know, you have this day and you're like, wow, what a day. This is unbelievable. And then we're, so we have our food, we're ready to do the campfire. We get to this next location. They said the fire has spread at 150 acres over the weekend and the power went out and they're getting everyone to evacuate Jasper. 
And we're like, shit, they're like, we will let you stay. But just so you know, we might be waking up in the middle of the night to evacuate you. And also they might shut down the highway back to Alberta. And that would mean you'd have to drive like down, all the way down to Banff, then all the way in, and then all the way back up to Edmonton was where I had to drop her off for her flight out. Right. So that's anyway, so we're like, okay, I'm like, I'm like, should we stay? Whatever. I'm thinking we should stay. She's like, no, we should go. I'm like, all right, well, you know what? If we're not both in to stay, then let's go. So we go and we drive and we drive uh, just past Jasper and we end up finding another, like past the fire. We drive by this massive fire because we had to drive back by it. It was huge. And then uh, we found another campsite that was also free for us. And it was the last day they were holding the site as well. And we, and it had a fire pit and it had, it had all the stuff. So we got to have this kind of perfect campsite for the last night. And it's just, I, I just share this story because it really did all work out and it worked mm -hmm. out in such an amazingly beautiful, unexpected way that, um, it reminded me so much that you really do have to trust. It's not always going to go the way you want. It's not going to go the way you expect, but if you're open, if you're flexible, you might just end up being better than you even planned, which this ultimately was. And um, I think that's kind of the artist in me, you know, but I have to tell you one thing before I pass it on to you, Evan, I was feeling legitimate anxiety and some fear that came up. I was legitimately having that, oh my God, like, what am I going to do? This isn't going to work out, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I tried to re remember some of our laws, like be present everything's fine right now. Trust the process. You know, um, it's a journey. It's not a destination. You know what I mean? Like these types of things. And yeah, so there you go. I'll pass yeah. it on to you. This was my weekend. Wow. Wow. <laughs> what a, what an incredible weekend, uh, from the sounds of it. Yeah. Um, and first time I'm, I'm hearing, uh, hearing all of this, uh, myself and, you know, but yeah, absolutely. Like sometimes these things, have a way of not, as you said, not just working out, but are, are even, even better. Like some of what you had to say, I, I remember in 2019, my wife and I doing a big road trip, um, around, around BC and running into like no fires, but running into situations where it was like, oh, there's no, there's no camping spots at, you know, the place that you're trying to go, or there's no, and it's like, okay, so, so what the hell do we do? And, and yeah, we ended up, you know, like someone like a local being like, well, actually there's this incredible place. You don't have to pay for it. It's just like this big recreation area. Um, and people camp there and stuff like that. And, and we, you know, ended up having this beautiful, like spot right next to this Creek. And, and, you know, like it was just, it, it had worked out in such an incredible um, beautiful way, but you've got to be open to it. And it's like, it's one of those things where you have to be paying attention, mm -hmm. right? You have to be aware and paying attention, but you can sort of do that without necessarily the anxiety necessarily. Yes. And, and, and it's like trying to, uh, transmute anxiety into wonder and excitement about what's happening. It's like, Oh, here's something unexpected and how do you move with it how do you expand into it um as opposed to retreating it from it mm -hmm. uh, i will share something that seems kind of relevant to what what we're talking about here from my own weekend my 
my mom was just up visiting my my wife and I and seeing seeing her her grandson and we went out for uh we went out for brunch uh the other morning and when was that? on on Monday I guess it was and uh my wife you know decides hey, I'm going to order a root beer sure is a root beer it's like a it's like a nice like Phillips root beer and Phillips is like you know they're kind of like a craft brewer and and I've we've had a lot of their beers on the show before but they also make they also make sodas for all you in the states or pop yeah <laughs> for yeah. all of those in Canada <laughs> but anyhow she she gets a root she orders this Phillips root beer she's like oh that sounds so great and the the server comes out and brings out it's and it's like a mug root beer it's not a Phillips root beer it's just kind of like a plain kind of ordinary just kind of a root beer and you know she was a little disappointed about about that she's like oh I did I thought it was going to be a Phillips one or whatever and I just jokingly said said to her like we need to let this ruin our entire meal <laughs> <laughs> And we just had a laugh about it, right? Because it's like, you know, there's the probably everybody knows somebody who's like this or has seen somebody who's acted like this, where it's like one little thing, you know, it's like one little thing, and it's just can can sometimes you can get stuck on something and let it just absolutely ruin your experience, and that that's actually. You know, like we can have a reaction, but we also have an opportunity to choose to have a different thing, to examine what's happening, right? Like to acknowledge the disappointment and then go like, hang on a second, like, is this necessary? Mm-hmm. What am I really getting so upset about with with all of this? And, you know, not to say that something better came of this root beer, because, you know, it was just... <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't always happen. It just was what it was. Yeah, but I mean, um, in in many scenarios, when you're open to something, uh, yeah, like the, there can be unexpected uh, adventure, and I think that that's uh, there's something to really be said about that. You know, like there's no adventure without without there being a, a little bit of not knowing going on, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and in many ways it's like it's kind of it's kind of perfect you go away on this weekend and and it's like the universe throws you a little bit of an adventure to go on that is going to be uh i'm sure like you're going to be carrying memories of this one f- until the day that you die yeah. you're going to remember that 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 labor day long weekend trip up to jasper you know <laughs> where there's fires and you didn't know if you're going to be able to get out and but there was all of these uh extraordinary moments that uh, that happened in in between that whole thing yeah well you know i something that i realized you know every fall i always have some type of kind of life-changing enlightening experience and <laughs> i feel like an old part of me dies off and a new part of me is born or a new part of me is is able to begin maybe let's put it that way um because this last trip was very much like, yeah, you know, I don't think of myself as someone who gets anxious because I don't really get anxious. It takes a lot, quite a lot actually to get me anxious, I think. 
and it's very rare. I, I really don't tend to feel a lot of fear or anxiety, but it does come up. And whenever it comes up, it always surprises me. And I'm so um, sometimes unfamiliar of how to deal with it, right? Because it's like, it's just uh, what I do. Normally I can kind of, uh, you know, stop this or do something or, you know, whatever. And I think the biggest lesson that I've learned over the last few months, which kind of prepared me for this one, was to remember to be present and to just be in the moment. And remember, right now, everything's fine. There's nothing wrong at this moment. And it's very hard to do sometimes. It's really, really hard to do. I get sucked now into the future in a way that I've never even, like, I, I think in high school, I used to, that used to happen with like book reports and stuff, or you had to write a paper and yeah. you're like, oh my God, I'm not going to get this done. But I haven't had that feeling since I was like a teenager and uh, not really, but, you know, recently in, in the last few years, I've had, uh, I've noticed, oh, I'm having these projections into the future that cause fear and I don't always know how to stop it. Um, what it used to be, uh, uh, even a few years back before, but in, I think we talked about this a lot, Evan, is uh, I used to be in the past a lot. I, I used to just mull over the past and try and figure out like, where did I go wrong with this? Or, you know, how did I, you know, and, and I was almost ashamed at the mistakes I made around certain things with certain people and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then I eventually let that go, but then what replaced it was kind of the future. And uh, <laughs> so I feel like this stage in my life is a lot about, okay, well, how do you negotiate anxiety and fear when it does come up? And I feel like I did pretty well, but I mean, I learned a lot, you know, um, I learned a lot about just being present and trusting, which, mm -hmm. you know, we can talk all day about this on the podcast and say, Hey guys, you got to be present, trust, right. <laughs> when you're yeah. in it, it's all, it's not as easy as, as it seems. Right. And like, I think it's, it's a good experience for me to have because it gives me more empathy and compassion for people who, maybe don't feel that they can get there. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I get the struggle. It's, 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 you know, I know what to do. It doesn't always mean that it's easy to do. Um, yeah. you know, so yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things like, you know, it's definitely like anxiety, something that, um, I've dealt with a lot in, in my own life and still deal with, I think. And I think that, um, a lot of people over the last couple of years have become, um, more, are, are probably becoming aware of that or there's a lot more anxiety that seems to be, you know, seems to be the trend in, in our world these days. Um, more and more people are, are dealing with it. There's lots of, you know, big question marks and uncertainties, which is not necessarily a new thing. Um, but I think that, uh, this would be diving down a whole rabbit hole that I don't think is necessary, but you know, it's like, we're so connected now and we take in so much information that, I, I don't think is we're really equipped with this human beings to be uh, taking in the, the amount of information that we have. And when you take in, it, it can seem like uh, so many of, of the issues that are going on, like it's, it's, it can see, it can be so overwhelming and daunting. So um, yeah, I think anxiety is something that a, a lot more people are experiencing and, and dealing with um, these days. And I think it's an important conversation to be having. And I know that for myself, that's the thing about worry and anxiety. And, and in some ways it's like the only way to learn how to, uh, 
really deal with it is is by going through it is by experiencing it and and learning how to how to work with anxiety when it comes up um you know because in in some senses it can it can give us certain signals it can inform us about certain things but for the most part it's just something that we uh that we sit in and mull in somewhat unnecessarily mostly unnecessarily um and the thing with with anxiety in my experience is that uh it has a couple of mis- messages uh one is that um it's like there's it's you're i'm going to fall into a hole that i can't get out of Mm. uh that's that's one of the the big things and it's so you're trying to avoid falling into this hole um and that's something that i i still am aware of and and confront and being like oh yeah yeah this is another sort of like oh because but when you really think about it like a little bit of scrutiny often solves some of the issue it's like okay well but what if you did fall into that hole like mm-hmm. what, 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 what would, ha- what, what would actually happen if you fell into that hole? Would you actually not be able to get out of it? Well, no, I, I, I would be able to get out of it. I could, I would be able to do this and do that and yes. I would be out of the hole and okay, fine, fair enough. But there, then the, and, and experience can, can show you that, you know, of like, you can look and draw upon from moments in your life where you're like, oh yeah, I remember when I fell into that hole and it was, it was a nightmare when it happened and I was just so, uh, you know, just freaked out and, and when, when it was happening, but it all actually, it, it, it worked out okay. You know, sometimes it doesn't always work out as a better thing. Uh, but, but normally it works out to be okay. Yeah. You know, nor, and you are, you work out to be okay normally. And, um, but then the, then the next part of, of, anxiety or like for you know when you've got really deal with anxiety is that every new situation though is like oh but this one's different yeah this time this this hole is different (laughs) and it's just like okay well but why what makes this hole any different again what okay so let's say you fall into the hole what would you what would you do what would be the solutions to that and you know so often like most of the things that that come up for me um to this day whenever i get anxiety about this or that it's just like well what's what's really the big the big deal about that you know like is that actually a big deal like what would happen what would what would happen if if that didn't work out for you Mm -hmm. it's like okay I, i guess like i wouldn't be dead i wouldn't be destitute like nothing nothing actually really horrible would would happen at all um but the the main thing uh that i've come to understand about myself and sort of that pattern is that um is that the biggest trouble is is what you make it mean about yourself and in terms of oh i fell into that hole i've i'm i failed i'm not good enough i'm not smart enough i'm not as good as i'm you know all of these it's 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 the meaning that you can create out of those potential holes right like not even like like definitely when you when you do fall into one but 
you can even do it to yourself when you're thinking like hypothetically yes. about falling into it, right? Which is actually a totally crazy and, and not even in reality. And I'll just say one last thing uh, on this and I'll turn it over to you. Um, but yeah, so like scrutinizing the hole that you're imagining and, and what would you do to get out of it? But it, again, like, and it, it's probably everyone's heard this so many times to a point where it's like, it's, you know, we don't even hear it anymore, but breathe. Like, honestly, like just having the, having the awareness when you have anxiety, like building up in you to just take three deep mindful breaths just like let let that crazy thinking that's rattling around inside that head just let that disappear for three breaths just shut that down for three breaths just focus on three inhalations and three exhalations like and 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 just feeling the breath coming in and out of your body you know, just three. Mm. It can be, that can be absolutely miraculous. And I'm not, I, I don't even feel like I'm being hyperbolic in, in saying that it is, it can have a miraculous effect on you and just being like, oh, okay. Everything is actually all right. I'm okay in this moment. Like it's just getting yourself back center doesn't necessarily mean that maybe a very real problem that you have in front of you has been solved. But when you are in a place of centered calm or the, the more centered and calm you are in the face of a problem, um, the, the more appropriately you are able to respond to the problem. Um, and I think that that's where a lot of us get lost because, you know, Anxiety has this other trick in saying you like, well, you need me in order to solve this problem. Yeah. Um, and you don't. You don't. You really don't. It, it, it's, uh, I mean, it, it's such an interesting body feeling, I find, uh, because if your heart starts racing, and for me, what happens is when I start to get really anxious, uh, and it's funny is it almost, it always seems so silly after the fact, but <laughs> while you're in it, yeah. it's so hard to, to do it. And the other thing too, is it, it, of course it seems silly after the fact, because you also understand it better and whatever your imagination was doing, um, you know, that has been basically demystified. You also realize like you kind of almost forget where your fear even existed with it all. I find at least for me. And, um, what happens for me is I find my heart beats pretty hard and, uh, I get this tense body feeling and then I don't want to eat, but I'm hungry and, but I try to eat and then I just can't really eat. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, it's, it's like my, my body's tense and it's, it's, and I get a lot of core feeling, um, just this like off putting, uh, central body feeling. And it's a little bit demobilizing, like you, like mm. immobilizing, you know, it's a, you, well, for me, I should say, I'll just keep speaking about myself. I just find like, oh man, like, like 
I feel like I want to move, but I can't really move. I'm like, I don't want to sleep, but I can't sleep. You know, it's like, it's, it's just there with you. It's this present. It's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, yeah. You know what I, what I had a, a kind of a, an epiphany at one point as well, um, which is that, uh, you know, you got to find a way to go back to the love because love is the counter for, in a lot of ways, it's the counter to fear. And uh, they also say gratitude is as well, but gratitude is, is, you know, arguably similar to love in certain respects. But um, I had an awareness last October. And I mean, this might not be any very profound for someone else, but for me, it was, you know, I've always struggled a little bit with like feeling lovable, feeling good enough, whatever. I was kind of neglected a lot as a kid. I got bullied in high school. And then I kind of decided when I got out of high school, I would just define myself and I'd be the man that I wanted to be and figure that out. But I carried with me beyond that. I always carried with me this feeling of not really being good enough and not being loved. And uh, it was last October. I remember it just hit home at one point. I uh, was walking along the water in New West and um, I just realized, you know, man, you, you're, you're loved. And I, and it was emotional for me. Cause it just hit me like, and, 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 uh, I finally like accepted it and it was like every problem I ever had in, in my entire life just went away. Cause like every problem was really based out of not feeling loved. There's really every problem is for me. Um, and so then, uh, you know, with this anxiety, something that <clears throat> I kind of <clears throat> came around to, I would say is just go back to love, man. Just go back to love. You know, don't get angry. Don't get upset. Don't do whatever. Show love, accept love. There was this moment where I was in nature. I was feeling this anxiety. I'm walking around a hike and I was trying to put it aside, but I just couldn't in this moment. And I kind of did one of these, uh, you won't be able to see it on the podcast, but I took my hands to my chest and I kind of pushed that energy away into the, into the trees. And then I had this inclination as we were walking through the forest, why don't you take the love in now that you want? And so I did this motion where I pulled in love from the nature around me. And all of a sudden, all the anxiety went away in my, inside my body. And I just felt this warm, like loving, comforting feeling of like, yeah, like you're in nature and you're loved and you're accepted here and nothing is judging you. Nothing is making you wrong and you are perfectly okay right now. And that was, to me, that was one of those moments where I'm like, uh, it actually kind of goes back to one of our previous conversations, you know, into the wonderness. And that's mm. really what it was. I was kind of taking that it back into myself. Um, you know, uh, so there's some lessons, right? You know, these things, uh, you know, you, you learning how to negotiate it, learning how to navigate it, not always easy, but, um, I've definitely been, been transforming and transmuting some of this stuff over this, this last week. You know, and it's not just what happened with Jasper. I mean, I, I'm not going to get into it, but there's some other things going on in life. And, um, you know, they're adding definitely uh, a big part of what's adding to all this. And uh, yeah, um, I find with love, though, it's been helping me navigate everything with strength and confidence and trust. And, uh, you know, I'd almost say that confidence and trust are, are synonymous. They hold hands. But yeah, there you go. I mean. Look, that was a, it's, it's been, uh, it's been a ride, man. It's been a ride of, yeah. uh, you know, but without the anxiety, how would I get the gift? Let me, let me leave it there without the anxiety. How would I have learned this lesson? Right. So I have to be almost thankful for it. Yeah. No, that's, that's, uh, there's so many things in what you said that I'm like, Oh, uh, like where, where to touch on, um, with this, but l- let's, let's, 
let's go back to the love because you know like that okay. you 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 brought that in there and you know it, it can seem so tacky and corny to talk about but it's like it's so like in in art and beauty and things like that because i think beauty and love have a, a very strong relationship there but it's like you know for the artist i think that that's always um that's always something that that has to be in mind in in what you're doing and in terms of you know just what you were saying i thought like you know that's a really powerful thing that you know in those moments of anxiety you know in moments of darkness if you can consciously ask yourself how can i bring love into this situation how can i bring love into myself in this situation right and it might not change the, the the terribleness of of very real scenarios that you might find yourself in but it gives you something creative and beautiful that you can do mm. you know just by asking that question you can you can place yourself in that situation in a new way you can be you can suddenly light a lantern in that darkness you know and and that's always going to be um, a better way. Like love is kind of like the creative is, is one of the ultimate creative energies, if not right. the ultimate creative energy. So there was something that for me that that's, you know, you bring that in. I'm like that. That's something that I really hope that that's something that I, I, I really want to take that in and make that something that I practice in my life of just, continue to ask like where's the love where's the love where's the love um in this in this situation mm-hmm. um and actually something in what you were saying to like uh some i saw somebody had shared this uh just yesterday and it's uh it's a speech from uh a movie that i actually haven't seen but uh from a movie called secondhand lions that had uh robert duvall and michael Caine in it from years ago. And I read this and it really stuck with me and and some of what you're saying made me think of it. So uh, it goes, sometimes the things that may or may not be true are the things that a man needs to believe in the most, that people are basically good, that honor, courage, and virtues mean everything, that power and money, money and power mean nothing, that good always triumphs over evil. And I want you to remember this, that love, true love, never dies doesn't matter if any of this is true or not you see a man should believe in these things because these are things worth believing in Mm. oh man that's great (laughs) right like that last line is just like doesn't matter if they're true because like what matters that these are things worth believing in and like what's a weird thing about that statement is that like that last little bit is that like is that that's kind of what makes it all true Mm. you know what i mean like it's 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 like because they are worth believing in they're true mm. you know in a, in a weird at least for me um but yeah it's uh it's so much of this is of, of this conversation is I'm, I'm realizing it's kind of like mindset how are we how are we looking at things how are we choosing um to look at things because I think that so often we're on autopilot that we're not really actively um, 
we're not really actively taking things in and and interpreting them in a mindful kind of way and if anything this for me at least has been a little bit of a wake-up call in the sense of like oh how often am I just like is my internal world just sort of being blown around without me challenging or questioning why I'm reacting in the way that I even am because yeah. you know and and this reminds me of something that I remember learning years ago um through when I did uh, did you know a course in miracles so like with a home group for year long of lessons and all that kind of stuff but it was um I remember one lesson or or something there was at some point there was like this lesson of of um you would not choose you would not choose this for yourself mm. right like these yes the, the way that you are you are feeling like that that anger or that 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 anxiety as we're talking about you would not choose this for yourself <laughs> right and it's kind of like this this call to be like like wake up don't choose this there is another opportunity um for something in here there is the opportunity for for light in this situation and and again coming back to where's the love in this you know it gives yourself an opportunity to look for something new in the face of how you're reacting yeah hey everybody this is evan and this episode is brought to you by my book yes i recently released a book called the actor's awakening connecting spirituality to craft Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. Oh yeah, like how you react is so important. It's... um. Well, I mean, I don't want to get too much into de details because <clears throat> I, I think it's still a little fresh and I'm, you know, and I also want to be respectful of everybody. Um, but, you know, with one of my friends, um, you know, I'm having, uh, we're having a little bit of a, a, a challenge and it's, um, you know, I would, I would say that like his wound is a little bit aggravated. I think mine was, uh, I think at first I, you know, I had this kind of thought like, oh man, like. I want to almost like I want to fight, you know, and, uh, I've really thought about that. And I'm like, why, why do I want to fight? Like, do I want to fight? I'm like, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight my friend. I care about my friend. I don't, I don't want this. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, um, it's like, a, a I call it like lower self energy, um, because my higher self, you know, as you talked about before, is this what I would choose to do if I was consciously choosing? Mm -hmm. And, and, and when you have a moment to think and you're having a feeling, you know, you can, you can disrupt that feeling if you're consciously aware and you become critical of it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, something I've learned is like, well, don't, you know, you don't need to come in with anger. You don't need to come in with fight. You don't need to try to prove them wrong or make it whatever. And so it was difficult, but the other day, uh, yesterday, actually, I just said, Hey man, can we talk for a little bit? And, uh, I just said, you know, I thought a lot about what you said. 
That's how I started. I thought a lot about what you said. I really considered it. And here's, here's, here's my take. I wasn't, you know, when you, you know, and I started with, I, I get that you were feeling this way and that's something I never want to happen for you. You know, and I just started mm -hmm. from a place of, I'm not going to try to make you wrong. You told me how you're feeling. I never knew. I don't want you to feel that way. I just want you to know that. So anything that I've done, if it's caused this or whatever, or created any type of difficulty between us, that was totally ignorance on my side. And I'm willing to totally take responsibility for anything I did that might have caused that or created that. And I honestly didn't know. And I will. And I thought very deeply about how to correct that and make that right and, and whatever. Um, you know, because I think with friendships, sometimes, you know, people start to resent each other because we feel like maybe that person's entitled or we're feeling taken advantage of or something. And we were both feeling these kind of feelings that are disruptive to our friendship. And so it was really great because I was so scared to have the conversation at first. But then when I just went in with love, it turned out to be a great conversation. We really, we really hammered through a lot of stuff. We didn't agree on everything. We didn't necessarily, uh, you know, walk away and say, okay, like, you know, we, we're totally finished with this conversation. You know, there might be still some things to work out, but I also said, you know what, I'm going to be honest with him too. I'm not going to, this isn't about feeling good. This is about a friendship. This is about, uh, this is about building something. This is about keeping something strong. And I said to him, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to pretend I don't. I don't like this, whatever. I'm not going to get into the whole thing. This is how I feel about it. I'm not going to pretend that I do. I'm not going to, uh, you know, whatever. And here's why. And, uh, you know, it, it, there, there, there is possibility for us to kind of sort it out. Um, you know, but this is where I'm stand with it. And unless I see different or unless this changes, I don't, I'm these feelings and this opinion and this perspective I have is not going to change. I'm willing to change it. I I'm open to changing it, but right now, based on this, and I know, and I knew it would be uncomfortable for him mm -hmm. and he heard me. I don't think he necessarily, uh, decided, Hey, you know, you're, you're right. You, you, you know, like it wasn't about that. It was just like, you hear me. This is how I feel. It's not about right or wrong. It's just about, this is where I am at. This is what I'm experiencing. Mm -hmm. Um, you, it's not your job to fix it. Um, but friends hear each other and we don't always have to agree with each other. We don't always have to make it right. But mm -hmm. the, the thing is, is like, I looked at it and I was like, I would rather my friend knows my truth than we carry on with something that isn't true because I'm worried it's going to upset him or I'm worried it's going to disrupt our friendship. Because if our friendship honestly can't take my truth, then we're not really friends. You know what I mean? And if I can't take his truth, then we're not really friends. And we're, we're, we're really, we're very superficial. And, uh, you know, that's not what I want. So, you know, I, and it, it just comes back to kind of what we're talking about. You know, it's, it's this, this sense of love and, and, and looking at, you know, cause I initially, and I'll just kind of go back to the main point. Initially I was ready to come in and fight. Mm -hmm. and almost be accusatory, you know, and that was, uh, I knew better <laughs> and I'm yeah. glad I knew better, but I think that's what I felt the anxiety about because I think he felt it too, but I think what we, we both perceived a fight 
we both were, were seeing the fight outcome. And when I went away and thought about it, I'm like, this doesn't need to be a fight. This can be a healthy, happy, loving conversation, you know? And, and it, it took some work for me to get there, but it really ultimately was the better way to go about it for sure. 100%. I no doubts that it was a much better way to approach that. And we hurt each other. We don't have to agree, but we hurt each other. And I think that's really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, in so many ways, um, you know, even that's, even that's a, a choice, right? Like it, it's a choice to say, it's like, I'm not going to let this turn into a fight because it can too easily turn that way. And like the, and the, and the consequence of that is something that you don't want. Again, it's something that you wouldn't choose. You wouldn't choose to destroy, you know, a relationship that you value, you know, and, and, and not letting sort of, I guess, pride get in, in the way of that and instead choose the way of, um, you know, some love and some vulnerability. Right. And, and, uh, yeah, that that's. I'm trying to remember who said who said this, but um, oh, he was a Japanese Zen master who uh, was the inventor of Aikido, um, the the martial art Aikido, which was designed as a defensive, completely defensive posture meant to immobilize a potential attacker with the least amount of damage you need to exact on a, on a person. Uh, but he said, um, the way of peace is invincible. It contends with nothing. Hmm. And even if somebody, you know, cause sometimes you can see when somebody wants to get into a fight, you can still, you can choose to not engage on that level. Like mm-hmm. that is still, you know, it, it can, it can be. And the thing is, is that you can even be in your right to engage in the fight. You know, it's like, it's, it's like, Hey, it's, it's, it, that sort of, there can be a, that righteous, you know, um, to, to a certain degree that, that in many situations, uh, most people would say, Hey, I can't even fault you for that. But ultimately it comes down to the, the kinds of, people that we want to be you know that that's really what it at least at this moment that was presenting itself for me here is like is like who who is the kind of person that you want to be and and even though you might be fully in your right to engage on a certain level still doesn't mean that you want to no (laughs) no that's uh that's a really important thing you know um you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. Uh, you know, I'll share something and this might be off-putting for some people, but just hear me out. Um, in Alberta, you know, there's lots of people, they have firearms, they have, uh, they hunt, they do stuff like that. And, um, you know, people who, who have firearms, you know, um, there, there is a element of it, which is like, you know, uh, protecting, your family, protecting your, your, your land, protecting your country. Right. And I, and I think for our generation, um, we've had so much peacetime, um, at least, uh, especially if you're in North America, 
you know, maybe, maybe another place in the world, it's not the same for you, but North America, I mean, we've, you, you, you have the luxury in a lot of ways to live very comfortably and not be, not feel like you're under threat, not feel like somebody's going to take over your homeland and all of that. Um, but if you were ever in a scenario where someone was going to, um, and you had no way to defend yourself, you know, you could be quite powerless to some, someone who wanted to take, and it's, it's very much like, uh, the bully in school, you know, they have the size, they have the friends, <clears throat> they show up to the weaker kid who's alone and they pick on them and they bully them. And, you know, and they, I always found that bullies are cowards, but coward hides behind their friends and they hide behind their position. And they, th that's what they do, but there are cowards all over this world. And they uh, often position themselves into powerful positions and they may be cowards, but sometimes they position themselves to a courageous man or woman and they position themselves where they have more power than a courageous person. And that's scary for a courageous person, no matter how courageous you are, if you're outnumbered, outmatched, out whatever. And, you know, I was, uh, you know, I, I, I listen, I try to be open-minded. I try to hear everybody's perspective. I try to take it all in, look at it from, from every side and try to understand where people are coming from and what they're doing and why they're doing it. And, and I find that most people I talk to, they come at things from a very genuine, authentic, very real place. It's there, you know, the, the, the way the media spins stuff, the way they talk about people, I'm like, that is not true. I've, I've been very close with the people on the left, very close with the people on the right. I've seen both ends of the political spectrum and everything in between, including green. And I'm sure I could go further and deeper and whatever. And yes, there are some bad apples in both and all sides. But I think that we all need to look at it uh, in terms of try to understand where people are coming from. Nobody's right or wrong. Mm -hmm. you know. Um, you know, if you live in the city, um, you know, and, and guns don't make sense to you. Firearms don't make sense to you. Um, you know, it's partly because in that environment, there's police that are around, there's a presence, you feel safe, you feel secure when you're mm -hmm. out on a farm in the middle of the night. And there, uh, you know, like for example, just the other week, there was an emergency warning that these guys were doing a stabbing and they were going across the province and these places should know if, uh, somebody's and there was two brothers and they stabbed and killed about 11 people. Right now, if you had, uh, this is literally just Yikes. happened in Canada. Yikes. Indeed. Right now, if you had these people show up at your house and you're in the middle of nowhere, there's no cops around. There's nobody here to protect you. It's on you. And if mm -hmm. they're going to kick in your door or do whatever they're going to do, and uh, maybe you have uh, family, children, whatever, you're going to want to have a way to stop them from getting in. You're going to want Right. So just, look at it in terms of people are not out there doing things because they're just idiots. They're, people are justified. People have reasons and they may be misguided. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes we are misguided, but for the most part, they, 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 it's making sense to them what they're doing. So when I think about my friend and his opinions and my opinions, we think we know what we're doing, you know? And like, we have a disagreement. We don't both see it the same way. That's fine. But I try to understand where are you coming from? What is it like for you? And he actually opened up to me and he shared a bunch of stuff that I had no idea about. Mm -hmm. And which, you know, I also shared with him that maybe he didn't have some ideas about. And then we see each other more and we understand. 
because we're not in the same position, uh, you know, and, and we don't always see that the impacts of what we do is affecting our friend or this other person in another way. Right. We don't always Mm -hmm. see that because mostly we're in our own head thinking about our own world and we don't understand why they do what they do. And also I'll just say one last thing before I move and pass it on to you, Evan, is that we do have to be very careful of our projections because usually we project onto people from our own perspective, thinking that if they're doing this, um, then they must mean it because of this, because if I did it, this is how I would do it. But you have to remember that that's how you would do it based on your perspective. It's not necessarily how we, how you would do it if you understood their perspective, because that isn't how they're doing it. And so when you're having this kind of conflict of agreement or conflict of, you know, seeing eye to eye, um, just understand that people see the world differently than you. They come from a different place. They have different sometimes values or their attentions on different things. And there's the other thing too, is people have secrets. They don't share everything. You can, you can sometimes be out with somebody and you think, man, this person's doing great. They look like they're just killing it. And meanwhile, they're going home and they're like, how am I going to pay my bills? You, you don't know the whole picture a lot of the time. And very rarely will people be vulnerable enough to share that kind of stuff with you. So you're like, oh, that guy's so cheap. Why didn't he put in more money for dinner? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, that that guy right now is sinking in debt and he's in over his head and he's trying to keep up with the Joneses. And now he's here and he doesn't know how he's going to feed his kids this week because um, he he overextended himself. And it was his own mistake. But your judgment of him being cheap was not so much him being cheap as it was he's desperate, right? Mm -hmm. Or she's desperate. Um, And so you don't, you don't always know, you know, so I would just, uh, I would just kind of throw that out there um, as we're working through this, right? That um, that's where trust becomes such an important part of this. And again, you know, don't get taken advantage of, but try to look for the peace, try to look for the balance, try to see eye to eye, you know? Don't start a fight before a fight's even begun. You know, that's, that's something I try to remind myself of, you know, because there are, there is a definite need in me or not need, but uh, inclination, I should say, to get into a fight every now and then Mm -hmm. it's like, stop. Yeah. 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 And yeah, maybe finding a different place to put that sort of, uh, that kind of aggression. Um, Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And, and coming back to sort of like the the where's the love thing you know i think that trying to show trust showing respect um showing a willingness to try and understand is a way in which we show love to somebody who might be a perfect stranger you know it's like that that is an act of love that you know is not is not really all that demanding that we can extend. And I think we can extend the more we can extend that to people, not just to our friends, but to, you know, in, in all of our interactions where you could easily take a turn South, (laughs) you know, and, and bring in a couple of the, you know, some of these, these things with us of trust, respect, try to understand, try to really, truly try to understand, um, you know, I think that, you know, we would certainly be in a better place in a lot of different ways as a society than, than we currently are. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about beer. And let's, let's do wrap, beer, man. Let's I was ready. I was thinking the same thing. 
Uh, hey so man, I'm, I'm gonna go. You wanna oh, go first? Got, I'll go first. I'll go all first. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, I would. I've been drinking uh, Persephone Pale Ale. I've probably had this on the show before, but uh, yeah. yeah, I picked one of uh, one of these up again. They're they're local to me. One of my local brewers, and uh, also finding beer is a, a bit of a struggle right now in BC because there's a there's a strike going on. So. <laughs> Oh, is there? It's pretty. It's 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 insanely slim pickings these days. But thankfully, because of uh, local local craft brewers, uh, the 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 city is not dry. The town is not dry. (laughs) (laughs) So terrific beer. Um, you know, nice and you know, it's a pale ale, so it's it's still very light, but it has a little bit more to it than like you than than like a lager, but very refreshing and drinkable. So. Happy with it. Brandon, nice, what you got? Nice, man. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> I do not have a craft beer. Although, as we talked about this last time, sometimes these very uh, known beers were craft at one point. <laughs> and I think I actually had this one time on the show before. Uh, I'm having a Miller High Life champagne <laughs> of beer. <laughs> um, and you know what, man? It's good. I we um, <clears throat> Things have been a little bit chaotic and, 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 and kind of wild recently in my life. And, um, I was in, uh, Jasper and, uh, it was just one of the beers that was left over in the mix of stuff that was there. And, uh, I'm like, you know what? I don't care. Let's do it. Let's try yeah. it out. But you know what, actually, um, I will say, I mean, I know it's a, it's a pretty common beer, but I actually like it. I think it's a good beer. It's a nice light beer and I give them props and I, a lot of people apparently like it too. So, you know, usually I would do a craft, um, and I, I hope to do more, uh, adventures into getting more new craft beer because right now, uh, my challenge is at least where I'm at, everything has to be special ordered in, or you have to go out special to get it. Yeah. And that's one of the, uh, small town wonders. Otherwise I gotta like the, the alternative is I'm going to have to start just picking out a bunch of really creative stuff when I go out and just kind of storing it somewhere. Yeah. But, um, you know, we'll see. I, it, there's always a solution, right? Yeah. Let, you get You get a pass this time, Brandon, you get a pass this time. <laughs> hey man, I don't need it, <laughs> but give it to me anyway. Um, okay. Let me, let me wrap up first and then you finish. Right. Uh, so this has been a fun talk. I, I don't know what, uh, I don't know what we'll, we'll necessarily call it yet. I'm not really sure. And there's a few things bouncing around, but I think, uh, you know, s- s- something I kind of, I come back to is h- how do I want to be in this situation? And although I might not be able to be that right now, knowing what I want to be is helpful. Knowing that I want to be peaceful. I want to be loving. I want to understand. I want to hear I want to see, uh, and I want to be willing and open enough to, to be able to grow and change and evolve for the sake of something I care about. It's worth it. And I think that when you, when you walk through the world with love and peace as your center, you just end up with a better life. And I do find, and I will say this because I'm, you know, I, 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 I've been working on this horror film a little bit, not, not as much right now, but I have been, um, 
fleshing it out. And and it's weird because it's a horror film and it's so horrific and, and ugly and whatever. But I am finding that actually in finding the story is through the love. It's not through the fight. But the fight is great. Don't get me wrong. The fight's awesome. And you guys are going to love it when you see this movie get made, which I believe it will actually. But the love is actually what's making this thing special. And that's actually what's getting it done. So it, it tells me that, yeah, like just like it is through a story, through a script, it's the love that you're going for. The fight will come. You don't have to, you know, there's always going to be conflict out there. There's always going to be people who are going to come at you with their lower self. But the higher self, I find wins because the lower self really does not have, it does not know how to compete with strength combined with love and compassion. But you've got to be strong. I'm not saying get walked on. I'm not saying that one bit. But if you're strong and you've got to be in this world because it is a tough world, but come at it with love. And it takes way more strength to come at it with love. It's so easy to fight. It's so easy to be in conflict. So if this helps you with your art, like if you're in conflict with your art, you're fighting with yourself about it, go back to the love. Henry J. Ma, who was on the podcast, I think back when we were the B&E, um, one, and I'll just kind of give him a shout out because one thing he used to say when, when, uh, when, when I hung out with him a lot more is he would always look at an acting scene and he would go, where's the love? And I just think that's such a great question. So if I can pass on to anything to our audience, just ask that question, where's the love, find the love. And the answers will start to become very clear. Perfect, man. What a great summarization. It's going to be tough for me to uh, add anything new to that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, I always love these not so serious conversations and, and see where they go. You know, we just start with like a, you know, throw something out there and, and see where, where it goes. And you know, we went from, you know, you just sharing a, a personal, you know, recent story of, you know, of, of your long weekend plans and what, and, and the plans kind of going out the window to a certain degree. And, but it, you know, there being all of these things that came out of it that were, you know, better than you could have even planned it, you know, which is one, you know, great aspect of this conversation that, you know, ended up going into a conversation about a very important thing, anxiety that went into, you know, talking about, you know, I think really, uh, I, I would agree kind of the, the crux of this conversation is this conversation about, yeah, like this, this thing of, of where is the love and, and really like how, and I'm, I'm just going to speak for myself here, but like how often I dismiss that, you know, how often I, I dismiss this, this message, this notion that has been shouted at humanity through the ages and because we keep forgetting it you know it's just like yeah yeah totally totally and then two seconds later you've forgotten all about it and you know you're pissed off at your partner over you know some some bullshit that you're telling yourself in your head you know and and that yeah you know what it takes for most of us it takes some practice it takes some practice some real conscious practice uh, and and actually genuinely caring about transforming how we are, are seeing things, looking at things, um, and, and kind of coming down off of ourselves to a certain degree. Yeah. And, and just asking like, you know, where 
is the love in this? Can I find love in this situation? How can I bring some love to this situation? Even if that's only, even if that's just, okay, I'm going to take a breath and listen to what this person is saying, even though it's upsetting to me right Mm. now. Yes. And I'm just going to breathe and listen. You know, it's just like, wow, wow. You realize that 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 breath you took might have just saved a relationship. You know what I mean? Like, like you just you just have no idea. Like the the those small acts can be so powerful in ways that you can't even imagine. So, bringing love to whatever we're doing in our lives, because again, life is a creative act and 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 it's not just an art but we bring creativity to our life we bring art to our our life and artfulness to our life and let's do more of that and we do that by bringing the love thank you for listening in on our conversation today we hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.